Today, I thought it'd be helpful. I thought it'd be, you know, purposeful. Today, I thought it'd be best if we focus on why I hate the term ADHD. What is going on? Happy Monday morning or happy Monday evening or happy whatever day it is, uh, whatever time it is that you listen to this or watch this. Welcome to the Risen Fallen Podcast. I am your host, Mark Hendrickson. And if you are brand new to this podcast, what you can expect is open and authentic conversations about things like mental health and self-development and how to get your life moving in the right direction, feeling like you're moving on the right track. And uh, even if you're not where you want to be in life right now, at this very moment, uh, at least feeling like you have the confidence to say that you are moving in the right direction. And if you are not new to this podcast, if you are a returning listener, if you're a returning viewer, a returning guest, then thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining me on this journey, uh, joining in on the movement, supporting the show, and supporting the idea that um, I think it's best if we try and make ourselves stronger, make ourselves better, 1%, 10%, 20%, or even half a percent every single day, make ourselves better, and along the journey, um, you know, lifting others up in the process. And so thank you for coming in here. Whether you're brand new to this podcast or not, you are the reason that I do what I do. Yes, you, right there, you, that I'm pointing at, if you're listening to the audio version, I'm pointing at you. Um, thank you for cho- joining in on this. You are the reason that I do what I do. So today, I thought it'd be helpful. I thought it'd be you know, purposeful. Today, I thought it'd be best if we focus on why I hate the term ADHD. And you know, this is something that I've talked about before on the podcast. I've mentioned it a few times in interviews, but I thought I would just make a little solo episode uh, and break it down for you guys why I hate this term and uh, why I think it's used as an excuse for a lot of people to, um, you know, continue living the way that they live or why I think it's a reason why people feel bad about some of the personality traits that they have. And so I thought I'd maybe go about it because there's kind of two ways that I view this whole predicament. And, um, Well, let's jump into it. So the first thing is, you know, we look at um, normal and uh, normal personality traits and normal ways of of being or behaving or thinking or whatever it could be. And we categorize it and we diagnose it as ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, uh, I believe is the uh, actual term for it. And I think that this can be extremely dangerous in many ways, like I said, and uh, I'll kind of you know, dive into both sides of it. So the very first thing, like I was saying, is, you know, we see these people, a lot of the times it's children, and the majority of the times it's men, even though this does impact women as well. And, uh, you know, a lot of the times, like myself included, we get diagnosed as kids. And uh, I was diagnosed at around nine years old, I think it was, around eight or nine years old. And I had my teachers basically telling my mother, uh, that I was disruptive in class. I was always moving. I was always talking. I was always fidgeting. Uh, I had trouble focusing on things that I wasn't interested in. And, um, you know, I always wanted to socialize. I, I always wanted to kind of run and play and socialize and, and uh, you know, basically do what a natural, uh, you know, kid, especially young, young boys 
what they would want to do. And this was seen as like a reason to start to medicate me and dumb me down, dull me down, and uh, so that I could conform and sit in a class and, and be in a room inside and be quiet. And, uh, you know, these are things that are not natural, especially to a lot of young boys, you know. And like I said before, young girls or women or men or a lot of people fall into this category. And this can be natural. And it's, it's basically how a lot of human beings function. If you look at, you know, uh, a lot of work that human beings have done over the years, over like pretty much our entire lifespan, we've always been social creatures. We've always been moving around. Uh, you can look at like different hunter-gatherer tribes. Not a lot of them sit inside in rooms and listen to one person speak while everyone else just sits there diligently, quietly, and learns to just focus on one task. Usually you're learning multiple things a day. You're usually moving around a lot. You're usually working with your hands. You're usually socializing. And I feel like that is a more natural way for human beings to act, behave, and live. And so we're, we're taking very natural um, tendencies and uh, behaviors within human beings, and we're diagnosing them as a disorder. And uh, not only that, but it makes someone feel ashamed of, of behaving uh, in their own natural tendencies and fulfilling the, the needs that their body has, like moving around all the time or uh, wanting to socialize and wanting to speak up and be funny. And uh, for a lot of people, that's part of your personality is to make people laugh and be funny and, and to feel ashamed of that is, you know, I think that's downright evil. I think that uh, making kids feel like they need to be medicated or making parents feel ashamed for not medicating their kids um, for this reason is, is uh, it's insane to me. And so I think that um, that's one side of it is just like kind of taking natural human tendencies and then calling it a disorder and saying that, you know, because you can't assimilate, because you can't conform to this one environment, you have this issue. And uh, you're going to need to be going through therapy and you're going to need to find ways of coping with natural tendencies and medicating yourself to change your brain chemistry such that it doesn't uh, feel this compulsive need to fulfill what your body is actually supposed to do. And, and it, it seems backwards to me and it seems asinine because a lot of these traits are actually things that can carry out throughout your life and make you successful. Like, um, you know, being able to, or, or the, I want, I want to say the ability, but I also want to say just the natural tendency. And that's, it's going to cut that term is going to come up a lot while I, while I speak about this, because I think that it is a natural state to be in, but to hyper-focus on things that interest you and to, um, you know, have troubles focusing on things that don't interest you, I feel like that's actually going to carry you further towards success because I can't tell you how many times that, you know, I've been working in construction, something that, you know, again, uh, I'm speaking to people often, I'm talking to customers, I'm talking to my coworkers, I'm joking around, we're making the day lighter and more fun and, you know, going and overcoming challenges through humor and through speaking to others and being able to communicate with other people in a form of, uh, hey, you know, I struggle with this. Can you help me with that? 
And not to mention just moving around all day, lifting things up and stimulating your body and your mind at the exact same time and, and fixating on problems that you come across, you know, and this doesn't just come up in the trades, this comes up in many different ways. Like, you know, I think that that's one of the reasons why I was successful when I worked in the restaurant industry as well, because as a server is the exact same thing. You're on your feet, you're walking around, you're running around all day, you're bringing people things, you're chatting with tables, you're making them laugh, you're making them smile, all of these different things. Um, in many different jobs, being able to be hyperactive and move around and speak to people all day, that's a huge advantage for you. And so to say that that's a disorder is insane to me. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, these are natural human tendencies, things that we feel um, more gravitated towards, and yet it's labeled as a disorder. And it's in, it's it's weird to me because... These are basically just personality traits. And you never look at someone who, um, as a kid, is, you know, well, maybe you do. And that's even more crazy to think that, you know, sometimes we look at other kids that want to be in quiet spaces, can sit still. They can sit there and read a book about things that they're, uh, you know, they're just sitting there reading a book and they're maybe they don't, they're, a little more introverted and they don't want to speak to other people all the time. And, and, you know, society needs those people as well. I'm not always naturally one of those people, but, um, you know, there's, there's a, an array of different personality traits of some people want to be active all day. Some people are more comfortable sitting down all day. Some people are more, act, uh, comfortable speaking to people all day. And some people are more comfortable not speaking to people all day. And, um, you know, there's just such a huge array of different personality traits. And, um, you know, the these differences that we have in our personalities aren't disorders. That is the beautiful spectrum of human beings' personalities. And it's, it's, it's so weird that we try and categorize, oh, this is an antisocial person. This is a very social person. This person can fixate on whatever task is at hand. And this person is more compulsive and more reactive to their environment and hyper fixates on what they want to focus on. And there's all these different, different uh, areas that we all excel in. And there's all these different gifts that we were given and all these different skills that, you know, some people are born with a certain skill set. Some people are born with a different skill set. And um, we want to start to label these things things as disorders or personality disorders or, um, you know, uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, or, you know, there's all these different labels that we want to create to make us feel like, Hey, this isn't natural. This isn't normal. When we know that human beings, a have been like this forever. And there's a reason that we're like this because society needs so many different personality traits and it's not helpful to start to label these things as, oh, you have this disorder or you have that disorder. It might be helpful in some ways to say, hey, these are some of my strengths and weaknesses, but that's not a mental disorder, you know, and, and that kind of brings me to the second way of what I was going to say. This The second way we can look at this, uh, the second way that I view it at least, is that you know, we see p different people with different skill sets and we think, oh, I wasn't born with that skill set, so I will never have that skill set. I'm not that type of person. I can't do that. I've never been like that. I never will be like that. I can't do that. It doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel normal. It doesn't feel whatever. And 
we hear that all the time. You know, people are like, oh, I have ADHD, so I can't do that. Oh, I, I'm antisocial, so I can't do that. Oh, I have this disorder, I have that disorder, and I can't do that. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that there isn't physical disabilities, there isn't physical uh, disorders or anything like that. I'm just saying in regards to our personality traits and skill sets, I believe that this doesn't apply. And I think that, you know, I have started to notice these things in myself and I've started to adapt and I've started to find ways to try and get around these things. And I think that this is a more helpful way to view these things um, for myself. Like to be able to sit still is a, is a difficult task for me. Um, you know, it's always been tough for me to sit down and read or sit down and journal or sit down and meditate uh, to, to uh, be able to focus on, you know, certain tasks that I don't find interesting, that don't stimulate me in, in the ways that I like to be stimulated in. And, uh, you know, I think that it's important for all of us to be able to develop skills that we're going to need in the future and maybe that we need right now and find ways to adapt ourselves so that we can accomplish the things that we want to accomplish. Uh, and a lot of the times that's overcoming tasks that we're not naturally good at. And so there's many different ways. I, I think that these, these things at the end of the day are skills. And I think that a lot of the times we trick ourselves and I think society does as well. They, it kind of tricks us into thinking that because we don't have these skills at birth, we don't have innate skills uh, just given to us that we can't develop these things like to be able to sit down and focus or to be able to um, overcome obstacles that we're facing. And I think that it's, it's, it's unhelpful to look at you know, these types of skills and say, because I've never been able to do that before in the past, I'll never be able to do that ever. You know, I think that um, a lot of these skills, like being able to focus on one thing at a time, you know, we have a society of people that, you know, they'll say, oh, I have attention deficit disorder. I, I can't focus on one thing at a time. And those are the people that are, you know, constantly looking at 15 second videos on their phone and, and looking and swiping for the next dopamine rush. These are the people that never actually try to build the skill of being able to focus on one thing at once. Um, you know, being able to put their phone down and sit down in a quiet room and read for an hour. You know, obviously that might seem like a challenge for a lot of people, but it's something that you have to develop. It's a skill set that you have to develop to be able to sit and focus on one thing at a time. And so I recommend, obviously, if you do struggle with those types of things, some of the things that I've been doing, you know, in the last few years to develop this skill is, yeah, I do have a lot of energy. If you watch my videos and fast forward, I'm just flailing around, moving constantly. I'm always fidgeting. I'm always like, kind of doing these things. And uh, a lot of the times what I do to counteract these things is I've worked on developing this skill to be able to sit down and focus on one task at a time. And uh, so one of the things that I do, for example, one of the tips is uh, anytime I know that I'm going to need to sit still and sit down and focus on one thing is I will work out first. I'll burn a bunch of energy off. I'll go for a hike. I'll go for a run. I'll go for a workout. I'll, I'll plan my paperwork and my monotonous tasks that I have to do after a jujitsu class or after burning a bunch of energy so that when I do actually sit down, it's like, okay, my body's just burnt a bunch of its energy and now it's time I can sit down and focus on one thing. 
Uh, I do it before all of my podcast episodes. I do it before all of my interviews. I always go for a workout or a run uh, before I do this to try and burn off as much excess energy as I possibly can. Uh, that allows me to sit down for a longer period of time and to be able to focus without, you know, moving too much you know, or having to get up and walk around. Uh, partway through. And even if you do have to get up and walk around partway through, why is that such a bad thing? Maybe if that helps you refocus and do the task better, so be it. Um, you know, the other thing that I've been practicing to, to kind of combat my quote unquote diagnosed ADHD is um, I've been practicing reading for the last couple of years. Like the reading is not something that naturally uh, I've been drawn towards. I literally didn't even complete a, a full book until I was probably like in my early 20s, 21, 22, 23 years old. Uh, and now it's become a daily practice for me to, to sit down and read. And I can feel myself start to get distracted. I can feel myself having the impulse to check my phone or to walk around. Or, oh, I forgot I had to make a coffee. Oh, I forgot I had to go to the bathroom. Oh, I forgot I had to uh, water some flowers. Oh, I forgot I had to check my email. Oh, I forgot. And I can feel myself doing that. And when I do notice myself doing it, I'm saying in my head internally, I notice myself doing it. And I think it's happening again. And this is where I need to develop the skill set. It's the same kind of thing as, you know, feeling your body wanting to give up in a workout. It's the same kind of feeling as, you know, anytime that you face an obstacle, treat it as an obstacle you have to overcome. Treat it as a skill that you have to overcome. And it's not going to happen in one day. It's not going to happen in a week. It's not going to happen in a month. And um, the other side of it is, it is a skill that you know you have to constantly work on, you have to constantly practice, you have to constantly renew. If I don't sit down and journal and read on a daily basis, I can feel myself start to slip. It's the same as any other muscle group. It's, you know, if you work out your muscles and you get stronger, uh, you stop working out for a couple months, a couple years, you can feel yourself start to get less strong. You can feel yourself start to get weaker. And so to strengthen this attention muscle, you have to do things that build attention. You also have to do things that, um, you also have to avoid things that break down these skills. You know, like I said, watching social media, like 15 second clips and, and constantly being needed, uh, to be stimulated by external things like watching TV, listening to music, watching, you know, these are things that are going to uh, degrade your amount of focus and your amount of attention, your amount of uh, being able to sit and, like I said, focus on one thing at a time. Um, so, like I said, if you feel like you maybe struggle with being able to focus on one thing at a time, if you feel like you get irritated or irritable or you feel hyperactive or you feel like you um, don't have these skill sets, just understand that, A, you might be doing things that are going to be um, detrimental to your ability to focus your detriment and detrimental to your ability to sit still or to be able to um, do these types of things. And you might not be practicing the things that are going to be beneficial to those skills as well. And I think that it's more helpful to look at it from the, the point of view as a skill set um, because then you feel like, hey, this is something that's within my control. I can actually change my circumstances. I can actually change my situations. There's hope for me in the end of it. And like I said in the very beginning, I don't think that anyone should feel ashamed or negative about having these, negative, these, uh, these natural human tendencies um, that, that are, we're told are disorders and negative things when these are the ways that human beings have functioned for years. 
Uh, there's a huge plethora of different types of people out there that have different personalities and different behaviors and different um, natural tendencies. And that's not a bad thing. Society needs all these different types of people. And uh, I think that that's kind of a beautiful way to wrap this up. I think that that's kind of the best way I can kind of summarize this point of view that I have um, and just say that I think that ADHD is a fucking myth. I think that it's not a real thing. And um, I think that it's kind of a way to kind of shirk the responsibility of being able to develop these skill sets for yourself and to, um, you know, I think that it's not helpful because I think that it just kind of brings um, shame and I think that it brings guilt and I think that it, it, it makes people feel like that their brain is broken or their body is not functioning properly or their brain chemistry is off or, you know, all these different types of things when realistically a lot of these things like that we see as symptoms of ADHD or any other personality disorder, like a lot, a lot of these things, um, you know, the compulsiveness, the, uh, lack of attention span, the, the need to constantly move, um, the, the seeking of uh, validation from other people, um, you know, all these different types of things. Uh, I think that it's an avoidance of really understanding ourselves, really understanding other people and really understanding that a lot of these things are skill sets that can be developed. Uh, it's easier to develop these things at a young age because your brain is obviously more plastic with the younger that you are, but your brain is plastic throughout your whole life. You, you always have that neuroplasticity and you can always kind of carve new pathways, even though it is a little bit more difficult once these pathways have been carved already. But, um, you can be a trailblazer. You can carve a new path in your life and you can kind of create a new neurological pathway for yourself to um, start to work on these things. I think that the uh, compulsiveness is probably one of the most difficult things to work on, but that's not to say that it can't be worked on at all. I think that, uh, like, like I've been saying this entire time, I think that you know, you can always change your circumstances and you can always change uh, the way your brain fires and the way that you react to a lot of the thoughts that you have, whether they're intrusive or not. And uh, that's the way I view it. So happy Monday. Uh, I hope you guys are doing well. We did just have a mental health hike. I, did, I, just, I literally just got back from it a little while ago. And um, it was wicked, you know. I uh, got to kind of catch up with people that I haven't seen in person for a while. We got to go for a wicked hike out there in Squamish right here in uh, local Vancouver hike here. And uh, if you're interested in joining in on those hikes, then just reach out to me on Instagram. It's at Risen Fallen. If you want to support the movement, you want to support the journey and the podcast, uh, you can grab a hoodie and a tee from risenfallen.com. Uh, beautiful, beautiful weather here. And um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of make this little episode for you guys. A little bit of a rant uh, from me today, a little bit less of a, um, you know, it's obviously not an interview, but a little bit of a less of a, a personal, you know, story uh, and more of a rant. And, and sometimes that's how it goes. And that's how it went today. So happy Monday. Uh, I hope this kind of helps you kind of change your perspective on maybe the way that you view your personality and understand that you shouldn't feel ashamed of, of uh, the way that you are, the way that your brain works, and just feel, and, and know and understand that anything that you feel like is a deficiency, anything that you feel like is wrong with you, know that there is hope. You can change the way that you behave. You can change the way that you act. You can change the way that you think. You can change all of those different things. And it might be difficult. It might be a hard road for you. It might be 
it might feel hopeless sometimes, but understand, hey, this is a weakness that I have, and it's okay. We all have weaknesses. We all have strengths. But know that you can work on your weaknesses, and you can lean into that. And you're not going to be able to solve every single a weakness that you have. You know, we like we're all fallible. We all have things that that uh, you know we're better at than others, and we all have things that we're not as good at as others. And I live my whole life thinking, you know, why am I the broken one? You know, why can I not do these things? Why are these people uh, better at this than I am? And is there nothing that I'm good at? You know, I lived literally my entire childhood thinking that way that you know my brain is broken. And then I had a doctor diagnose me and say, hey, you have this, you have this issue, you have that issue. And I've been diagnosed with, you know, a couple of different things, <laughs> to be 100% honest with my mental health. And I consistently felt like, you know, this is my diagnosis and I'm fucked. This is how I'm going to be for life. And there's no way for me to change that because some fucking doctor told me and they're fucking smarter than me and they're an adult. And, uh, you know, needless to say, I grew up and I... I, I lived like that for a couple decades, and then, I you know, in the last few years, I've realized, hey, you know, I've actually started to get better at this thing that I, to that I was told as a kid that I'm not good at. I'm, I'm not able to do that. My brain chemistry is different. And then now realizing, you know, oh, I actually have a hand in this, and, uh, you know, some of my behaviors uh, led to me being more uh, compelled to have a short attention span. And uh, I can actually develop skill sets that I never thought I could actually develop. That can be an uplifting thing. And I think that a lot of us kind of write ourselves off a little bit too early without actually developing these skills or even knowing that we can develop these skills. And so, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think that that's a beautiful place to wrap this up. But let me know what you think. Um, maybe you have a sibling that deals with this kind of stuff. Maybe you deal with this kind of stuff or you have a coworker that deals with this kind of stuff. And if you do, and if you feel like this message can be helpful for them, uh, share this episode with them and, and, and see what they think. Then maybe they, um, you know, maybe they can draw some value from it or maybe you drew some value from it and you can share that with them as well. So let me know what you think. If you're watching this on YouTube, drop a comment below and let me know what you think. Uh, leave a little review if you're listening to the podcast version of this. But uh, other than that, I think that's a beautiful place to wrap this up. Uh, I love you all. I'm thankful for every single person that supports this show and shares the show and, and likes and comments and subscribes and leaves a little review. Um, you guys, like I said in the very beginning, are the reason that I do what I do. Uh, I am going to continue on enjoying this weekend, this beautiful weather, and I hope you all get time to uh, spend some time with your loved ones and, and recover and uh, get after it for this, this week. Um, happy Monday. I'll see you all on Thursday. Much love and peace out. Bye. Bye.